Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda, and if you are listening in real time, you are really excited because the end of the year is upon us. But along with that excitement, I'm sure that you're very, very tired. There is no tired like teacher tired for sure. I know that you are really ready to pack your bags and wave goodbye and drive home for some well-deserved rest and relaxation. Before you do though, there are a couple of things that you should really consider before closing that door until August or September when you arrive back for a new year. Even though it's so hard to think about, it really will be a huge help and your future self will thank you. You are going to hear me talk about your future self a lot, but the focus is going to be for you to help you. You are helping that version of yourself that will be coming back in a couple of short months with a classroom to set up and lesson plans to be made. If you've been teaching for more than one year, you know that feeling of going back to a new school year. You've rested over the summer and now boom, it's like being shot out of a cannon. There is no rest for the weary at the beginning of a school year. So you have to do what you can to help that future version of yourself. I always have to remark on how the first day back, I walk in, you know, I look in the mirror and I look so rested and I look pretty good. There's no bags under my eyes. My skin looks healthy. And by the end of the very first day, it's like magic and not the good kind of magic. That same old tired face is now looking back at me in the mirror as if summer never existed. So this is why you really want to think about your future self as you're listening to some of the suggestions of things to do now because I know you're busy now, but I promise you it's going to help you. Before we get into it, though, I want to tell you a tale of two Lindas. In case you don't know, I'm Linda. And in the tale of two Lindas, the first Linda was a very unhappy Linda. It was a very, very rough year for me. Aside from an unexpected change with my social studies curriculum, and by the way, I teach one to two blocks of social studies each year as well as language arts, uh, I needed to have surgery on my arm. This was back when we went fully digital, not during the pandemic, it was before that. And it was when all of the kids got a device and we were doing everything on the devices. I was sitting at my computer for virtually the entire day. And like many of you, I didn't have a great setup. I just had a laptop and I was kind of hunched over and my arms were in a bent position for most of the day. 
and it did something really strange to my biomechanics. Uh, something called the ulnar nerve, which I had never heard of before, was knocked out of place and I needed to have surgery that was somewhat extensive and it was a very long recovery. So my school year ended early. I ended up having that surgery at the beginning of May. And quite frankly, all I really wanted to do was get out of there. I was in pain and honestly at that point I was wondering if I would be able to return at all. So I did what I needed to do for my kids as far as getting them wrapped up before leaving a decent outline and plans for a substitute who would inherit my class for six weeks. But other than that, I didn't really close up in a good way. And when August rolled around, I was completely stressed out thinking about it. I wasn't ready to go back early and set up my room and do all of these things, but Eventually, I gave in because the stress of thinking about it was really worse than the stress of actually doing it. So let's move on to the second tale of Linda. Second Linda was a much happier Linda. It's not that my year was much easier, but I didn't have the stress that unhappy Linda had. And you know, I don't really know if there's any such thing as an easy school year. Um, but for me, at this time, it was the first year after my surgery. And I had the memory, very fresh in my mind, of how stressful it was getting back to work. So I made a plan for myself. Over the years, I've learned that I am much better and function much more efficiently with a little plan in place for myself. So I wrote out everything that I wanted to do, whether it was collecting personal items, writing down what I wanted to accomplish over the summer as far as curriculum, or cleaning out a closet. If I thought it would help me in September, it went on my to-do list. I started this in May because I teach until the end of June. I gave myself one small task to do each day. And I will tell you, on the day that I left, it felt so good and I was so happy. As happy as I felt in June, it couldn't compare to how happy and relieved I felt in August when that time rolled around when I started thinking about the school year and I knew that I was very prepared. So with these two tales in mind, I really want to encourage you to help your future self. Every time you think you don't want to be bothered, and believe me, I know that feeling very, very well, and that's a very solid feeling, and it's very understandable. But you need to understand that you are doing it for you, and that your future self is going to be very, very grateful. So I'd like to give you four examples of what to do before heading out. I am intentionally keeping this list short because I know that the end of the year comes with a long, long list of things to do. I also want you to be sure that if you are making a list that you schedule it into your calendar. For me, these are tasks that I do during a prep time or when my kids are working on something fun and that's not super important academically. 
I have my kids doing end-of-the-year activities, such as making memory books as we get down to the wire. So when they're working on something like that, that is engaging and fun, I allow myself the luxury of doing something that I need to do. And, you know, I use that term luxury um, kind of tongue-in-cheek, but don't get me started on the mentality that we as teachers have about feeling like it's a big reward to work on our classroom, but I'll save that for another time. So without further ado, let's get into our list. So number one, clean that closet. I know, I know cleaning a closet is the worst. At home, I would rather do anything, and I mean anything than clean a closet. I have procrastinated closet cleaning with things like doing schoolwork, cleaning the bathroom, and going for a run. I'm not sure why messy closets seem to be a trigger for me and for people in general. So that's why I have to do it when my kids are busy, as it feels like a treat to do something like this with kids in the room because it's not draining out my prep time. My recommendation is to empty your closet first. Better yet, ask two students to empty it and sort it out as they do. You can supervise it and start throwing things out as they are going along. Then all you have to do is put it back in an organized way. Even the messiest classroom closet has not taken me more than an hour to do, and I would say an hour is probably a stretch. You could, once it's empty, you can definitely get it done in 30 minutes. It really is a rewarding experience for you when your classroom supplies come in and you have an organized place to put them. All right, second thing to do before heading out plan your first days of school, like the first two days. And I know this is really pushing it. However, many of us do the same types of activities at the beginning of the year, from year to year. It is usually something like icebreakers, going over classroom routines, and stuff like that. So even if you don't write a formal lesson plan, just knowing what you will do is going to relieve so much stress. And yes, you should make your copies now. You have to trust me on this. You are going to feel like a new person walking in with this all ready to go. And P.S. If you do make your copies, put them in a Ziploc bag and store them in your clean closet. This way they don't get musty over the summer because I know if I leave my papers out, they get very, they almost get kind of damp and they start to curl and they're no good. So put them in a Ziploc bag. Okay, the third thing you should do before heading out, have your opening bulletin board ready to go. Some of you right now are thinking that I've absolutely lost my mind and maybe I have, <laughs> but when I think of things that stress me out in September, for me, my bulletin board is on the top of the, of, of the list. I can't actually make my bulletin board ahead of time though, because we have to have everything off of our walls and boards each year, which in and of itself is crazy. But I do have my plan and have it ready to go. My opening bulletin board 
comes from an activity that my kids do at the end of the year. They are doing things like writing letters to future students and creating a newspaper article about the year. They create a little survival guide and I post them on a bulletin board for my new students. And I do have several end of the year activities that will give you plenty to create a really nice and meaningful opening bulletin board and that is available in my TPT store, and I'll link them in the show notes. Then I keep my papers, like I said, in a Ziploc and put the letters that I will need for my bulletin board in another Ziploc. If you are someone who can make your bulletin board ahead of time, meaning if you can actually physically staple it up there and have it all ready to go, then go for it. If you do this, though, I would recommend covering it with a newspaper so it doesn't fade. I can't tell you what a lifesaver this is for me. Plus, I'm someone who wants my bulletin boards to be more than cutesy. I want my kids to actually be excited to look at it with a purpose. And the last thing, number four, that you should do before leaving for the summer is create your calendar for next year. I'm a huge believer in having what I call a skeleton calendar for the year. First, I put in the dates for each month. I schedule in my days off or days that I know we have something like testing and trips and such. And I create it on a simple Google Doc so that I can easily add to it and change it. And I also share it with my teammates so we are on the same page. Then I put in what unit and lesson we are doing. And I keep this very, very loose. Um, I have a freebie for this that I will link in the show notes. It's just a calendar with all of the dates plugged in for you. This honestly doesn't take me more than 30 minutes to do because I'm not overly concerned with being that specific, and I know it can change. But having a bit of a plan to start with has been a huge time saver for me, and I highly recommend it. And don't forget to grab that freebie, because I've done the most time-consuming part for you, which is plugging in all of the dates and setting it up in a, a nice, organized chart. Okay, so that is it. Like I said, I am keeping this list short and sweet. There's enough to do at the end of the year. So doing just these four tasks is going to make a huge impact. If you start now, you are going to be all set. I would venture to say that what is going to help you the most is not the actual task, but the mindset that it will put you in. You are giving yourself the gift of freeing your mind of four stressful items that you would otherwise have on your mind as the summer starts creeping to a close. You will be setting yourself up for success, not only for the next year, but more importantly, you will be setting yourself up for a summer where you can actually relax and not think of these things. I believe we all deserve that. And if you are someone who can really do that without having anything in place, then I believe you are in the minority of teachers and honestly, good for you. 
and I mean that wholeheartedly. And if you are, you probably aren't even listening to this in the first place. So don't be like me and have two tales of yourself. Have one tale and let it be the happy tale. Don't forget to grab that calendar freebie. And don't forget to check out my end of the year activities, which will not only give you free time to work in your room while your kids are busy, but will give you something meaningful to create a bulletin board for next year's students. In the meantime, hang in there. I know it's hard, but you've got this. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check out the links that I mentioned in the show notes. If you have questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. You can DM me on Instagram at allinonemiddleschool. We can also communicate through email. You can visit the link in the show notes so that we can connect and you will be the first to see new products and ideas that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and most importantly, allow you to enjoy more free time. Thanks friends, and I'll catch you in the next episode.